Salito, skin healing expert and best-selling author. Welcome to podcast number four. Let's glow with best-selling author and skin healing expert, Hannah Salito. On today's podcast, I'm chatting with Paula. Now, Paula struggled with her skin from being a teenager. In fact, her condition got so severe, it led to long-term hospitalization twice. All these years later, and despite her doctors continually stressing that diet and lifestyle play no significant role, Paula has cleared her psoriasis in a remarkable 17 days without medication. Her story is truly amazing. Not only did Paula clear her skin, but over time, she's dropped from a dress size 20 to a size 10. And she was strutting her stuff in Ibiza just this month. I don't blame her one bit. Now, I feel that like I've never, you know, I walk around the shop more naked than I ever done. Not with the customers in, obviously, but like me, me staff members and my friends and my people like that. And they're just like, and like, even if I have But it's that acceptance that that makes you get that way, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Radiant is Hannah Salito's best-selling book, featuring all the information you need to get started, a dedicated 28-day plan, and over 100 recipes to heal skin from within. Order now at hannahsalito.com, via Amazon, Waterstones, WH Smith, or your local independent bookshop. There will be much of Paula's story that I'm sure you can relate to. I'll be sharing my full interview with her shortly. First, Janice Klein at Be Nourished by Nature on Instagram. Janice is a qualified food scientist who now follows her passion for fermented foods. We've chatted so much on Instagram. I've promised to go up to Glasgow because Janice has kindly invited me to attend one of her fermented food workshops. Janice, I think it's fair to say that first fermentation and good gut health are a huge part of your life. I just spend my life though, Hannah, to be honest, thinking how can I add a probiotic element to things? So I actually dream about it. That's how sad I am. I dream about fermenting stuff. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and think, that's a great idea. I'm going to try that. (laughs) The other thing about me is I'm a massive foodie. A bit like yourself. I live to eat, love eating, and I I don't like to eat things I don't enjoy. So all the recipes that I do, um, they are all absolutely delicious. I think that's so important, isn't it, when we're sharing a new lifestyle, a new diet, to remind people that this isn't boring. It's healthy and tasty and beautiful. But your stuff does come across very much like that because the recipes you put, they're just exactly the kind of food that I love to eat as well. In fact, the first time I actually read your book, I just thought you and I, you are just a girl after my own heart. Everything you say in your book, totally agreed with all of it. And that's quite a rare thing because I have so many books. I research stuff all the time. I'm a food scientist background and um, a bit of a, um, well, a book fiend. I love to read stuff and make my own mind up about things. And your, your book was one of the very few books that I actually did agree with everything. Yay, that's so kind, Janice, especially coming from a food scientist. It's the one thing that I sometimes feel I lack. I've read and researched and I've learned from the most amazing people over the years but I don't have that certificate that says naturopath or nutritionist on it and so I hugely admire those people who choose
days to study these subjects. I'm so busy now that it would be impossible for me to dedicate all that time to learning more. To me, you don't need qualifications. You know you are an absolute hive of knowledge about everything to do with skin health. You don't need to go and learn and get a, you know, a qualification, a nutrition qualification or whatever. To be honest, a lot of people who call themselves nutritionists have done like an online course so they don't really know what they're talking about. Um, my background, I mean, I've, I, I, my first degree was in agricultural chemistry with pure chemistry. I then did a master's degree in analytical biochemistry. And then I worked in food science research for, you know, about eight years or so. Um, I, I did a lot of work with, I worked with Warburton's, the bread people, um, worked with Beecham's and their uh, Ribena. Um, whiskey was one of the things that I did most was maturation of Scottish whiskey because obviously we're a Scottish university and um, a lot of what we did was, you know, sensory stuff on whiskies and tying in chemical analysis with sensory. And that's a really important thing. Because if you're doing any kind of any kind of a, um, research in food, it has to be acceptable to the people that you're trying to sell it to, or there's no point. You know, you can measure as many chemicals as you like, but if it doesn't have the right flavour or the right aroma or the right mouthfeel, there's no point. So there's always that human side to me that is more important than the, the sciencey bit, if you like. And you did, didn't you? You worked for some of these these massive UK corporate food brands. What changed? What led you to working from home, running fermentation workshops and essentially following your passion? I didn't really want to go back to it. I was enjoying being a mum too much. And I love growing stuff and gardening and just making food. And yeah, I just thought I'm just really quite an old fashioned girl at heart. That's uh, the whole truth of it. But having said that, now that the girls are all growing up a bit, my baby Laura is 18. She's heading off to Edinburgh Uni um, next month. So it's now time for me to start, you know, doing the stuff that actually interests me. But I studied macrobiotics actually in 2011 and that really brought home to me the link between our diet and health. And that was my first introduction really to fermented food. We made a basic sauerkraut which really didn't taste great and we weren't probably even making it right. But it really, it clicked. It's like sometimes you read things or you learn things and it's like a wee light bulb going off in your head. You'll probably get that a lot yourself. And you just thought, oh, that's really interesting. Started researching that and I thought, right, I'm going to definitely do that because that just makes sense to, you know, look after your gut health. But this was a long time before it all became uh, everything now is about gut health that affects every system of your body. And it's just absolutely fascinating. I'm just totally obsessed by the whole thing. I am too, Janice. And I think each time I learn something more about the gut and how it plays such a big role in our health, our skin, our weight, our mind, I just want to shout it from the rooftops, you know, that the foods that we put in play such a vital role when it comes to gut and skin health. That's exactly it because the other thing about fermented foods, they are actually to me superfoods of the highest order. Fermented foods are all pre-digested. Now it's magic, magical stuff happens when you ferment anything. It is a magical world, it really is and it's, it's a really exciting one because there's just so many things that happen when you ferment something in the right conditions, the bacteria break down all sorts of stuff. If you're doing um, like uh, sourdough, for example, um, and I know, I know sourdough doesn't actually contain probiotics, but it's prebiotic. But what happens with sourdough is the bacteria and the starter start to break everything down in, the, in the, the flour. They break down phytic acid. 
which as you know binds to things like calcium and uh, iron, magnesium, so your body can't absorb it. But the bacteria break the phytic acid down, which means the, the nutrients are all bioavailable, you can absorb it. Also breaks down gluten. Um, in kombucha, if you start off with a green tea, the caffeine gets broken down, all sorts of incredible magical stuff. It, it's magic, that's what it is. All sorts of stuff happens and generally what happens is anything good in your food or your drink increases by a massive amount. Anything bad basically buggers off. <laughs> I love the way that you explain things so simply to make it easy to understand. It must be lovely though to have studied it and to, to really get that understanding of gut health in such depth. Yeah, well, again, I did microbiotics, but then again, I'm one of these people too that I don't like to be pigeonholed. So the whole microbiotic thing, I totally got it. It's a really healthy diet. It didn't really suit me because it was far too restrictive. You know, I was cutting out far too many food groups and I thought, mm, actually, I really love seasonal food. You know, I like to drink wine and, I, you know, OK, I don't eat meat and I don't do dairy. But, um, you know, there was lots of other things, but microbiotic was all very much, it was all about balance. But to me, sometimes it came across as slightly bland. It was the same flavours. It was tamari. And it was a great introduction, though, to things like miso, which is also fermented. And it's fantastic because great blood strengthener and it's full of um, iron. It's got live enzymes. It's probiotic. And it is actually fantastic. So there's a lot of things that I took from the whole microbiotic course. But it, it wasn't something that really I was passionate about. I totally got it that if you're if you're if you're ill if you're unwell you really need to address what you're eating what you're putting into your body but it wasn't a um, a road that I wanted to go down at the time so I then just started doing all my own research and I discovered kombucha and at the time I remember it was really expensive it was about a fiver for a bottle so I bought two online and I got them and I tried one and I thought oh that's quite interesting but I couldn't quite make my mind up so I put it back in the fridge and literally every time I walked past the fridge I had to open it and drink some more of it it was actually it was almost like I was craving it and I thought to myself right there's obviously something in this that that my body needs but I thought at that price, I'm not going to be paying, you know, five pounds for a bottle. And I have to say also, you shouldn't really drink a whole bottle of kombucha if you're not used to it. But I was OK with it. It's very detoxifying. It can, you know, start to do all sorts of stuff. It pulls toxins out of your system. A lot of people feel a wee bit unwell. I felt fine, to be honest. But I then thought, right, I'm just going to make my own. Um, and I came across a, a company called Happy Kombucha, fantastic UK company. And I got a fantastic crock and my original scoby from them. And um, it's just snowballed from there. I've now, I kid you not, I think I have 10 different uh, scobies. They all have names. My, my, honestly, my, well, my, my <laughs> they're all different. I have my, my dining room. I actually have a scoby table with all my scobies on it. I have got large scobies. I've got small scobies. I put scobies on my face. Um, I, when I had chickens, I used to feed them with the chickens. They're just so incredible. I even wrote a poem about scobies called Ode to a Scoby. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like an obsession always the more you learn the more you want to learn that is exactly what happens though and it's it's just a wonderful world and it's a very complex one Hannah that's the other thing we don't need to understand all the ins and outs of why is it good for you what does it do just it, these are super foods they are like super fertilizer for your gut they, you know they re-establish a good balance in your gut 
And the thing is, they're, most of them are absolutely delicious. And the interesting thing is, when you start eating fermented food, you start to crave it. It changes your taste buds. It's so much of how we act and how we behave and how we feel is coming from our gut bacteria. It used to be the saying is, you are what you eat. Then it became, no, you are what you absorb. Now it is, you are what you host. You are what gut bacteria you have. If you have a good balance of bacteria in your gut, they're doing all sorts of things. Your gut's like this big you know, ecosystem with all sorts of stuff going on. The gut microbes, you've got a mixture of all sorts of different types of bacteria and yeast. I just imagine them with like wee wheelbarrows going about doing different jobs. That one's, you know, sort of, you know, you've got the ones like the bouncers that are getting rid of the bad guys. You've got the ones that are going about planting wee seeds. You've got the ones that are breaking down the food and they all do a different job, you know, but you need to have a real diversity to, to benefit from all of those incredible things. I've just had a, a gut microbiome test done by, there's a company called um, Atlas Biomed. And I've actually been wanting to do this for quite a long time. So I thought, how interesting is that? They actually map your gut microbiome and they'll tell you all the different types of bacteria that you have. But not only that, what they'll then do is they'll tell you your risk factors for certain disease and then they will suggest what food groups you can eat to increase the the microbes that you don't have as many of. I love that, taking back control, learning what's wrong. And we can do that, can't we, on a step-by-step basis, like an almost self-experimental basis or, or reach out for answers to guide us a little quicker if we want to. Either way, we're going to get results. The fascinating thing is you can change your gut health around pretty fast. It's a matter of weeks that you can start to notice differences. It's not that it's going to take you years, you know, because, again, you know, as I say, every time you eat or drink something, you're either supporting your health or you're not. You know, you're either feeding good gut bacteria, which are then going to increase and, and then they'll be doing more of a job you know, for you. So it's just, it's a fascinating topic. But the interesting thing for me, my my mum, ulcerative colitis kind of runs in in our family. My mum had ulcerative colitis, my aunt did. And, you know, you just sometimes have in in, in the back of your mind, oh, I hope I'm not going to sort of go down that road. Touch wood, I'm incredibly healthy. I always have been. I sailed through four pregnancies. I sailed through the menopause with nothing more than a hot flush. And I am. I have got the highest protection against Crohn's, colitis, um, IBS and heart disease. I was 10 out of 10 for all of those things because I've got such high levels of microbes. Also, I've got loads of the butyrate-producing microbes. Now, these are the guys that heal your gut lining. You need. There are various different types of microbes, but they all produce butyrate, which is a short-chain fatty acid, and that is the that is basically what is needed to heal your gut. That is, it heals your gut lining. It's energy. It, you know, the, if you don't have the, that group of microbes, then you know, if you have leaky gut or whatever, your gut won't heal unless you've got butyrate, which is going to heal it. You know, leaky gut was a term that my doctor actually never addressed with me. I first read Dr. John Pagano's book back in my early 20s, and he talked about it. And that massively resonated even back then. I just wasn't ready to do anything about it. So what foods should we be eating to 
inhale leaky gut? Well, again, the, the key thing comes down. This is a thing that I'm actually really interested in, Hannah, but the key comes down is you really want to have as big a diversity as you possibly can of fruits and vegetables. I mean, imagine you had a family of, say, like, like 10 different kids, right? They all like to eat different things. So if we Johnny there in the corner only likes bananas, if you don't feed him, he's not going to do very well. Somebody else only likes broccoli. We maybe only likes apples. It's like you've got to feed them all. If you don't feed them, they're not going to multiply. They'll still be there, but in very small numbers. I do know that what you need to do is to have as diverse a diet as you possibly can. And if you start to introduce some of the fermented foods, then, as I say, they are superfoods of the highest order because they are like super fertilizer for your gut. And again, there's a lot of controversy about with fer- fermented foods. Oh, the bacteria don't get through your stomach acid. They don't get to your colon alive. You know, so it's a waste of time eating them. Absolute nonsense. Some of them are going to get through, even if they don't. Dead bacteria, dead beneficial probiotic bacteria still have benefits for your health, which I find absolutely fascinating. So it doesn't matter. And again, fermented foods, because the bacteria start to do all sorts of things, they are like the most nutritious food you can eat because, as I've said, all the negative stuff is broken down. And, you know, that there's more nutrients there and you've got the possibility of loads of probiotics as well. Absolutely, absolutely. I just wish, you know, that the medical world would, would catch up. I feel that naturopaths and dietitians and scientists like yourself are leading the way. And yet so many doctors are still dismissing diet when it comes to skin health. It makes no sense. Hannah, but the thing is, you're, I mean, the, 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 the number of testimonials that you have now on your page, every time I see one, I think, oh my goodness, that is incredible. You can't deny that people are following, you know, the, the, what you're suggesting is, and it's a lifestyle thing, it's not a one thing you're doing, and it's not, you're not saying do that, this, what you're saying, you find your own balance, find your own way, but... As you have rightly said there, Hannah, everything comes from the gut. Your skin is a map of your gut, basically. So if you have problems with your skin, there's something wrong. There's something out of balance in your gut. And it's not just for skin. It's for any issue. People with depression, people with anxiety, you know, any autoimmune disease. And the thing is, chronic disease is it's, it's getting out of control. The number of people now with some kind of autoimmune disease. And again, it's not it's not going to be cured by a drug. And you know that, you know, with the steroids and again, you know, with the, you know, all they do is mask symptoms. And and, and if if you don't have the right microbes in your gut, and again, there's been lots of studies to show people who are in remission from Crohn's and when they're having an active flare up, their gut bacteria is totally different. So if you're in a flare up, you're not going to, you don't have the right group of bacteria that are going to create the butyrate that your body needs to heal your gut. All steroids do is reduce the inflammation. Nothing changes. So how can you heal if you don't have the building blocks for your body to do the work? Yeah, totally agreed. We're masking, we're covering up, we're forgetting to address the important part, which is those building blocks that you talk about. And if doctors aren't going to share, somebody has to, to give people that option. And I think that's what my Instagram page is all about, sharing, inspiring, hopefully encouraging somebody to make that change to their gut health. But that's the, that's the powerful thing, though, because people, you know, you look at that, you can't deny that. You're going to look and think, well, that is purely by, you know, following your advice and your recommendations. That is diet and lifestyle. So if you have doctors that are saying, oh, well, uh, it's not related to diet, they're, yeah, they're, they're just burying their head in the sand. They really are. 
And you just carry on doing what you're doing, Hannah, because I think it's incredible what you've done. There's power in sharing stories. That's what people want. There's that human side to it. It's not all about, well, I took this drug and I did this. There's a human side and it's a journey. It's not a, you know, a quick fix. It is a journey, but it's your personal journey. And it's different. It's like getting your own bits of the jigsaw. Put all your own bits together. We all need to manage stress. We all need to... You know, sort of do things we enjoy, and and okay, life is difficult. We live in a in a you know a really toxic world. We live in a busy world. People don't have time, but you have to make time because without your health, what else matters? Nothing. I couldn't agree more, Janice. It's been so lovely talking with you today, and I can't wait to catch up again on next week's podcast to get some of your favourite fermentation recipes to help people begin to make these amazing changes in a practical sense. If you'd like to learn more about the workshops that Janice runs, check out her Instagram at Be Nourished by Nature. You can click on her profile and get details on the days and courses that Janice runs up in Scotland. Hannah Salito's natural skincare range is available to order now. Featuring a skin soothing spray, scar minimizing oil, hair care, teas and tinctures. It's the natural solution to support your skin healing journey. Order now at hannasolito.com. For those of us battling a chronic skin condition, it can very often feel like a roller coaster. Skin impacts so many areas of day-to-day life that unless you've struggled with a skin condition, you'd probably never think about. Relationships, career choices, clothing. Today, I'm talking to Paula, who has always had this amazing passion for clothes but has transformed that from looking for something to disguise her skin to searching out outfits to show it off. Let's get straight in there, Paula. Tell me a little bit about your incredible journey living with psoriasis. Well, mine is scarily close to yours, really. So I was diagnosed when I was 11 and my nana died and it just came on, literally, boom, and nobody knew what it was. I suffered with it quite badly it was all up my neck and all down my forehead like a map of England on my back your puberty age so you know all my girlfriends were wearing skimpy things you know I was covering up I put on a lot of weight because I was comfort eating because I was sad I was hurting and my mum used to you know try and comb it out with a knit comb and then I'd cry for hours and I went to see a skin specialist and they put me in hospital and I was there for seven weeks and it was just your daily baths, your steroid creams, rest. And I'd never met anybody with psoriasis before. And a lot of the people that were in there were elder. And then I came out and I'd put myself on a bit of a healthier regime when I was in hospital. And of course, with the treatments, I'd got better, but it wasn't clear. It was never clear. And then I met somebody, my husband, and then... We broke up and it kept a full-on flare-up and I was in hospital for 16 weeks that time. And then I got married, had my babies cleared when I when I had my babies. But of course, I just never, you know, I didn't have all this media and, you know, I never knew a single person that had it. So I just felt like this massive freak of nature. I just sat with it almost, always unhappy, always hurting, always felt, even when I'd showered and washed my hair and got clean, I never really felt like, what I would say a normal girl would look like because I always still felt itchy and sore and I've always had it um, in my hair in my lady regions down my back on my elbows down my sides under my boobs it's a real torso kind of psoriasis 
life went on, had two children. And then after 24 years of marriage, me and my husband separated. And I was this time, I'm from Preston in Lancashire, but I was living in Herefordshire. And I had a business, a clothes shop, and I had two shops at the time. People only knew if I told them. I covered it up really well. I wore the right clothes. I think all that build-up of all that stress, and then I got strep thought, my body just kind of shut down. I felt like literally every day I was getting up and it was saying to me, oh, look, you're still not looking after me. There's more to come. And every day I'd look at my red. I'd be like, oh, my God, it's now it's all down my back. It's all up my neck. It's going down my legs. It's never done that before. And I could, I could tell that I had two types. They had the agute. That was a really bad. That came on really quickly. And the plexoriasis. And it literally just felt like, I just had one of the moments where it was like, you've got to do something, there's got to be something. And I went to doctors. I got really dejaded and upset when I saw the specialist. He didn't even look at me, no eye contact, just looked at the wall. And I came out and I just wanted to cry in every single mirror I caught myself in. It was horrible. And I came home and I thought, there's got to be something. And I'd never researched it properly because it was almost like I didn't want to accept it. When I did, it, it just felt like it, things had come up, like the singing detective and things that would just make me feel even worse. So I was kind of hiding it. So first I had to accept it. Then I started to research it. And when I read and I ordered your book and I opened it up and you said that you used to be in a cycle of drinking and getting up in the morning and drinking Diet Coke, that was me. And I thought, wow, this is like, it just resonated with me so much. I just started it and I just went and got all the stuff and... I started the juicing and I loved it and I felt great immediately and it was like every single day I felt better. The information inside me felt better. I'd read something that said the expected lifespan of somebody with psoriasis could be to age 60 because of all the other things that you can have and it scared me and I thought this is I feel 60 now. I feel old and I'm only just coming up to 50 and I've always weight trained, I've always exercised, I've always done boot camps, mud runners and I was really struggling with my energy levels. It hit me like a wall in January. And then literally within well, day 17, an hour clear. And it just felt like a miracle. Just felt like an absolute... I mean, nobody could believe it. Everybody was just like looking at me going, oh my God, you look amazing. What is happening? Wow. I, I can only imagine after oh, such a, an up and down journey, being in hospital twice, an experience that must have been devastating for you and then to see your skin respond so well and so quickly to diet in such a short space of time it must have been amazing talk to me about how you felt at first embarking on this journey it's tough having psoriasis it's like well you know you can't wear what you want your skin's not as pretty as everybody else's and then also everybody's saying well you know you're anxious it's your mood there's so many angles that people come at you from and then and then there's another one where you know, you're also eating the wrong thing. To me, I felt like there were so many things that were different about me. But now I think to myself, I like being the different. And I like the fact that, and people, I've been out with my boss today and she's so supportive of it. And she actually was one of the reasons why I started researching and, and got round to you because we were sat on the train coming back from a buying trip this time last year. And she said, well, have you, have you tried that dietary changes? And I said, no, I kind of don't know. And, you know, I've talked to some people and they say this and she goes, well, I'd try it. If I were that uncomfortable, I'd try it. I'd do anything. And I just thought, you know what? What am I even thinking? Of course I'm going to. 
And I said that to her today. She said, if I ever got any illness, and she's never been ill, but she said, if I ever got illness, especially cancer or anything, I'd cut out sugar, I'd, you know, do a plant-based diet. And she said, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? And did you find friends and family just as supportive as your work colleagues? I think everyone's a cynic at first, but now they see the difference in me and they're buying me vegetables do you know what I mean? daily. They're like, oh, I bought you this because it was going to go off so you can juice that, can't you? And they admired me and it's really nice to have that lovely support. And my dad, he was just beside himself. He would, he would have paid no amount of money to get me to a specialist. And he said, come on. And then I've got two really good older friends and they said the same. They were like, right, we're coming up. We're taking you to a specialist. We found this specialist. And I rang him and I just thought, no, it don't feel right. This is not right for me. So just finding your book. And I literally sat there all day and just read it. And then I just got a pen and paper and I wrote all my lists of all the things. And then I went to Morrison's. It was the best shopping trip ever. I didn't even go down any processed food aisles. It were vegetables lentils spices and I looked at the shopping trolley at the end of it and I just thought I love all that I just love it I can't wait to get started I juiced and then I had a good couple of days I did all the soups and I really enjoyed them everything from scratch and I've just loved it I've, re- I've enjoyed it when we go out to eat we've just been on holiday and I've, it's been ace so you know sometimes I'll take a teaspoon with me and I'll think well if I can't find out just have an avocado <laughs> Paula, I just love your positivity and the way you've embraced this journey. And, you know, I'm exactly the same. If nothing else, it's usually pretty easy, isn't it? Get an avocado, a banana, some fresh berries for breakfast and stay on track. And I feel like this is really strange. I feel like I have this little Buddha inside me now. He's in this little rainforest of goodness in my gut and he's going, oh, it's okay. Just drink some more juice and it'll all be fine. (laughs) So if I get a spot or two here and there, which sometimes you do, I know that it's all okay. It's exactly that, isn't it? Empowering yourself to be in control. Yeah, I I know what to do now. It's okay. That makes you calmer. Anxiety a lot comes from the panic of it always wanting to come back. I agree. I think it's about relaxing, trusting that you're nourishing your body and more than anything, trusting in the process. I know every morning I woke up and I couldn't believe it. I'd have to go to the mirror first thing. Then And then it was... um, is it Miss Red Danielle talked about meditation and, you know, the checking of the mirror becoming a bit too much of a, a frequent thing and how that isn't good. And I thought, yeah, I'm doing that. I know I'm doing that. I'm getting up every morning. And some of it is joyful. And then I'm, you're looking at it you think, oh, my God, this is a miracle. It's ace. And then you're like, but what if it comes back? And then I'm like, no, nope. okay. So did a few of the meditations on that and things. So I feel that when that comes across me, I just go lay on the bed shut the blinds and just have a little think and talk to me little buddy. He tells me it's going to be all right and off we go again. <laughs> <laughs> what was the first thing that, that you saw, Paula, when you started this skin healing journey? What was the biggest sort of visible, noticeable difference for you? The biggest thing was just the texture of my skin for me. That was my biggest thing. People were coming up to me and touching my skin going, have you done something different? So that, for me, that's been my thing. And yeah, just feeling better in every single way possible on the inside, in my hair, in my bones, you know, that constant swelling and bloating of your stomach that you just don't get when you're eating more plant-based things. Those closest to you must have noticed this incredible change too. How long have you been with your partner, Mark? Three years. And the weird thing was, 
that marks the first actual person I met with psoriasis. I remember our first weekend, he, was, he wanted to take me away and I just cried because I thought, you can't, nobody can see me like this. He couldn't understand why I was being hesitant and you know, what the issue was and did we need to talk about it. And, and I sat with him and he said, he said um, oh, I've got that. And I was like, have you? And he said, yeah. And he said, oh, I had a massive flare-up. And I had my mum doing my creams when I was 17. And I used to go to the pub with my mates. And they'd be looking at me and like, going, what's wrong with you? And stuff like this. And he said, look, it's, it's perfectly fine. We'll go separate rooms. No problem. Don't even think about it. It's not an issue to me. Yeah, so he's been really great. And like now, I think the only thing is we're often cook different. But then when I make something now, for me... He's always like, what's that? What have you got there? I'll just try a bit. Oh, you can make that for me next time, he says. <laughs> <laughs> Meal times are different. And I should imagine your holidays together are quite different as well. You've just come back from Ibiza. Was this a, a very different experience for you? Very different. And also, even last year when we went to Ibiza, when I wore a bikini and things like that, I was conscious. I had it across my tummy and things like that. And this was the first one, which is why I went a bit mad on outfits, because I was just like so nice not have to have that consideration you know every time I went shopping I thought I can wear that now I'm gonna have that I mean I've never had a back with no psoriasis on so that, that I can wear something that's backless I must have bought five backless dresses so that was really lovely and we're going away again to Greece in a week's time with his children I mean I used to when I was separated from my husband and or going through my divorce I used to go to Greece on my own and I'd go and I'd, I'd see it as a bit of a retreat. I'd wear no makeup, body oil on, just almond oil on, almond oil in my hair. I'd never get dressed up. I'd never go out. Flip-flops, you know, just a nice vest up and some shorts. And that, and that was my break for my skin in the sea every day, swimming, walking. And just that, that was before I met you and I knew all about this. That was my little once a year retreat that my body needed just to take myself away, eat fresh produce. I knew I felt better when I ate better, but a lot of the time I was eating, when I ate better, I ate things like tomatoes and peppers, loads of them. And then when I ate bad, it would be crisps and chips. So I couldn't win really, if you know what I mean. And I did not know about nightshades whatsoever. And I think they're a massive trigger for me. But I'd say on a daily basis now, I juice every day. I always take, I always have lemon in hot water. My cupboards look different. Everything's different. When I go out, I don't eat meat anymore. I don't crave it. I don't want it. I, I just quite happily just have veggies every single night. Just love it. And I love it. I love the feeling it gives you. It is that feeling, isn't it? That freedom, I think, is a good word to describe it. And you must have felt so free on holiday. I did. I really did. And, and people were, we were in Ocean Beach Club, which is a, quite a wild place. And obviously they're all young and Mark really didn't want to go. I said, it's just on my list. I just want to go. And I just want to have, I love dance music and stuff like that. And I said, I just want to go. I want to experience it. Dancing in the daytime. So we went. And like so many girls had stopped me and said, I love your outfit. And I'm like, I've never had this in my life before. It's always been a bit kind of like looking me up and down and I'm trying to like hide my hairline or hide my scabs behind my ears or cover my chest up because it's it's there or there's always been a bit of something that's made me feel conscious. 
you, you become the queen of the cover-up, don't you, really? And, of course, I've, my career has been in, in clothes for all my life, really. So I've worked the clothes around my skin as opposed to what I wanted, if you see what I mean. Now, yeah, I mean, my wardrobe is expanding daily. <laughs> but... Um, it's just so lovely. I mean, my dad's blown away by it every time he comes. He goes, he said to me last time he came, do you know, you look amazing. You look wonderful. He said, you're the happiest I've ever seen you. I just said, I just feel relieved. Really, just relieved. Empowered, comfortable, relieved. I think for anyone who's ever experienced a skin condition, Paula, these are such powerful words. And I do feel it's the everyday things that most people take for granted. You don't realise that the impact it has on so many little moments. Even working, I mean, in January was when I was in the shop, I was so sore, I wanted to cry. People were talking to me about things, really lovely people, you know, chatting away. And I just literally wanted to rip my clothes off, jump in the bath and like just cry with the pain. I'd come home every night and just the only place I was happy was in the bath. That, that was my soothing space really and I would just it's so draining to be uncomfortable all the time people would say are you okay and I just lift my top up and go I'm really sore and they go oh my gosh this year I've taken on a bigger shop for the company that I work with and I was in this shop in summer and a really lovely day about a month ago this lady was shopping and she was holding some earrings up to her ears she kind of looked at my friend Alison and she went it's okay I'm not contagious and Alison hadn't even seen it. She just were looking at this lady trying her earrings on. And she went, oh, no, I wasn't looking at anything. Sorry. She said, I was just thinking, how pretty them earrings looked on you. And she said, oh, it's sorry, I'm in an awful mess. And she were all shaky. Alison just looked at me and said, can I tell her? I said, of course you can. And she said, oh, Paula's had psoriasis and she's been reading this book and she's done ever so well and she's cleared her skin. And she said, oh, tell me all about it. And she was crying her eyes out in the middle of the shop and she was hugging me and she was saying, what do I do? What do I do? And I said, you really, I know it's tough, but dietary changes are massive. And I said, it really does work and I just want you to feel better. And she said, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. You were crying as you were leaving the shop. And I just thought, bless her. And I know to some people, they might look at it and think, well, your leg's not hanging off. It's not cancer. You're not terminal. But it's like an it's like an internal pain, and it's not nice. Nobody would want to be sore. I mean, and the times I've been to doctors, I had to go this morning to um. They were testing me for rheumatoid arthritis or psoriatic arthritis, and um. That you know that this doctor she just looked at me and she said um and I said oh you know because I've had the bloods taken, the inflammations there. And she said, um, oh. And I said, oh, I think that could be my psoriasis. And she went, you suffer from psoriasis? And I said, yeah. And she's like looking at my skin and up and down, like as well to go away. And I said, oh, I haven't got it now. I've cleared it with a plant-based diet. And this is what I used to look like. And this is what I've been doing and all like this. And she was like, oh, wow, really? And I'm like, yeah. And she was like, couldn't believe it. Like, couldn't get over it because she probably just wanted to give me another drug. Do you know what I mean? And I, I truly believe that if I have got anything like that, then I'll manage it this way. It makes us stronger, doesn't it? I know that for me, I also felt a little bit deceived, I guess, because I'd asked my doctors time and time again, and they consistently told me that diet doesn't play a role, despite evidence now to the contrary. I guess it's why I just wanted to shout it from the rooftops and educate people that it absolutely does. I'm just like so grateful to you that you 
have gone through that journey uh, and put it out there to people. I mean, when it and it will all come out because everything's changing in the way we look at food and everything now. So many more people are taking, you know, are looking into it, investigating it, realizing what they put into the body is making a mill and things like that. It's going to be just mind blowing when it comes out, and you're going to be one of the people that people are going, oh my gosh. I think we all are, you know, we all are. And that's what I love about this. I might have sort of started the ball rolling, but all of us are a strong, empowered voice and force for good. And we're here helping others taking their first steps on this natural healing journey. Yeah. It's what I'd like to call a no-brainer, really, that to feel this good is that easy. If only I'd known this. And this is what my life could be like with psoriasis. I mean, I've got it. I'll always have it. But I can manage it now. And and I want to manage my health. I remember when I first started this new job. It's in a town where there's a lot of retirement people. And I see age very clearly. So there's a lot of people, ladies, that come in. And they've not understood things like that. And they're really suffering now. And there's other people who are really taking care of themselves and, you know, understanding what they're eating and things like that. And they're looking amazing and incredible. It's a great advert, isn't it? And the the sort of testament to the power of plant-based food. And a reminder for us all to look after our health well into old age. Yeah. It's what I'd like to call a no-brainer, really, that to feel this good is that easy if only I'd known this, this is what my life could be like with psoriasis. I mean, I've got it, I'll always have it, but I can manage it now. And and I want to manage my health. I remember when I first started this new job, it's in a town where there's a lot of retirement people and I see age very clearly. So there's a lot of people, ladies that come in and they've not understood things like that and they're really suffering now and there's other people who are really taking care of themselves and you know understanding what they're eating and things like that and they're looking amazing and incredible control is massive isn't it and I think when we feel in control we also feel as though we can find that long-term balance yeah it does massively I remember I had a little blip before I went to Ibiza and I was just like oh what if it comes back what if it comes back and I was like do you know what I know exactly what to do I know exactly what to do and I'm just going to do that. And then the more I said that to myself, the more it was like, oh, okay, brilliant. You know, I can't wait to get back to it. So I'll juice again um, over the weekend. And then so all next week will be soups and salads. And then I'll go on holiday and then when I come back and then I'll have a really good run up it to Christmas. But when people say they come off the wagon a little bit, I don't ever really want to come off the wagon because I don't like being off the wagon I like this is my new lifestyle this is how I want to be I don't want to go back to that because all I see it's doing is making me ill and how do you manage on a day-to-day basis Paula do you find shopping and meal prepping easy enough personally I mean I, I just think to myself I just go into a shop and I just look at any vegetables and I either roast them or quickly stir fry them or steam them and like you know put a bit of salt and pepper on some garlic a bit of ginger and I'm just like, wow, that's an amazing meal. It's not really difficult. It's quicker than getting a takeaway and quicker than cooking a shepherd's pie. 
you know, and you get everything you get. And I just think that some of the best meals I've had are just with the random ones. And, you know, so my freezer is full. I've batch cooked till I can't get any more in. <laughs> Tell me about your favourite recipes. What is it that you love to make? The pizza dough is amazing. I love the sweet potato pizza dough. That is amazing. That's my kind of like... So, like, when all the family come round and they're all eating and everything, then that's my that's my thing that I have, just piled with veggies. I love that. And my tomato sauce, I've got loads of that. I love making my own pesto. I, love my, I make my own hummus. Yeah, I just love it all. It's ace. I know we've spoken about how different life would have been if we hadn't gone through this, but I almost feel sometimes as though that's a positive. My journey with skin has taught me to cook. It's taught me to love my body. It's taught me empathy. If that doesn't sound too odd, that it's a kind of positive thing. No, I agree with that. I do think that all, even when I went through all that with the shop and me marriage and everything like that, I think, do you know what? I've learned so much. I've learned how to be empathetic to others that go through it. I've learned just lots of things I don't look at any of it and look back and think gosh well I, that was tough but do you know what I learned I don't think I don't have some this is where I mean I'm not very eloquent I can't put it into words but I love the feeling it just feels all at the right time you know it all culminated I had to go through that process we all go through things in life and actually you know it might be that even if even if I tell somebody just one person what I've done and they do it and it makes their life better than it will worthwhile that's just such a lovely kind way to think about it and I think it's something we can all take from our journey it's all I ever ask of anyone is to to pass on this message to anybody else who's suffering and then one person tells a person tells a person tells a person and so the cycle goes on but I you know also not it's not only me telling everybody around me so my entire circle of family friends business customers and everything they all know it so they're all telling people I mean I had a couple three ladies come in the other day of a weekend they were on a shopping trip they were nattering away and they say things to me like oh you look lovely in that dress and oh it wouldn't look right on me and they go well what would you know and I went well I was a size 20 once and they say you was really and then they'll go and we'll carry on talking and I'll say about psoriasis and they judge me on what I look like now. And then I often end up, you know, preaching on a Saturday or Sunday and kind of in going, and we have these conversations because they look at me and they go, well, what would you know about being overweight or having bad skin or anything like that? And then I get my phone out and I show me pictures and they go, oh my God, Julie, come over here. Come, look at this lady. Give me a number. What's that, what's that book called? <laughs> Just brilliant, you know, sharing the story and inspiring other people. Absolutely fantastic. Paula, let's talk for a moment about your weight loss, if that's okay, because besides healing your skin, size 20 down to size 10. That's just amazing. I've always struggled with my weight. I was always up and down because I emotionally, because it's like a vicious circle you're in. So you get well and and then you take things for granted and then you or something happens and you emotionally eat but yeah I've always gone up and down by about two two and a half stone it's been a bit of a cycle but I you know I went to doctors this morning and she weighed me and I thought oh god here we go and I'm nine stone I've never been nine stone since we're nine <laughs> 
your your skin healing, your body shape changing. Obviously, clothing is such a big part of your life because it's your work as well as your passion. Did your attitude towards clothing change once you'd healed? For me, clothes have always, that's the one tool I've had to be able to, no matter what's going on in my body and no matter how I feel, I can use clothes to make me feel different. And so that's probably why people often thought that I was different projecting different to actually what I was feeling because I could use them things I, you know I did always I've always been able to look at clothes in a way that I'm looking at it think and it started when I lost all the weight and I thought right I'm going to take myself into a changing room in next and stand there and think what can I do to cover this body that makes me feel better and it's going to take some time it's going to be a process but I need to work through this but what what mattered to me most sometimes what got me down was I could cover it up and dress it and my sister always used to say when I was she used to say gosh you were really big weren't you she said but you always painted your nails and did your hair and I used to think that's a bit derogatory really but I always I always felt that I were a master at kind of like dressing up something but not feeling right on the inside. And now I feel right on the inside and that's a better feeling for me. You must also have so much more energy. I can hear that in your voice, this awesome zest for life. I'm even getting up in the morning and I think of you and I, because I've got the canal at the back of my house. So I go down the canal and I got cornered the other day by swans and I thought, this is all Hannah's fault. And then I go around the park and then I run on my way back and now, and I'm outside a lot more. I used to be a gym bunny, but I'm finding out being outside in the morning, getting up that hour or two early, just getting out, just makes me day and makes me feel so much better. I used to get, I used to set my alarm for like seven and then get up at eight and just feel like that first hour was such a pain. I was so like, oh, oh, like this kind of thing. And so I thought I need to start that process earlier. So I do that. I don't even think about it. Kit on, out the door. And then I come back and I'm like, oh, right now, I'll just put some washing on before I go to work and run the hoover around. And I'll do some juicing and get my tea ready. And oh, oh, all right. And I get to work and I'm like, oh, brilliant. But if I don't, it feels like the day's pushed back a bit and it takes me till about lunchtime till I've come awake. I always feel like we're getting this extra half day, you know, getting up at that time before the rest of the world wakes up. How does Mark feel about your new routine? Well, it's ironic because the the person that didn't believe it was gonna not going to work the most was Mark. And the, not arguments, but the discussions we had about it. And uh, and then I did it. And then within a week, because, I mean, it, it was, I think it was hard for Mark because in reality, when it started to flare up and it was all on my body, I just covered it. So it, I never let him see it. And this is quite ironic, but, you know, I always wore a nightie or whatever. And then there were just one day and I was getting up every day and there were more and more and more of it. And I thought, I just can't have this anymore. And I sent him a photograph and he went, oh, babe. And he lives with me and he didn't know. He was broken hearted seeing that on me. And then he came home that night and I had a bath and he put coconut oil on. And I feel like it was literally coming up before his eyes. And he was just putting his coconut oil and I could feel his upset for me while he was trying to keep it together. I know. And then when he saw the results then he were, he were as loud as me about it, telling everybody. He was like, well, Paula's doing this thing. She looks bloody amazing and it's great. And, and like, oh, you know, and everybody were on board. His family were on board. His mum said, you know, she, she wishes she could do it. It's lovely to have all them people. But, yeah, it was ironic, really, that he was the one 
that was no absolutely not i've, I've researched it and it's because he's a logical he's an engineer so his mind is very logical so but uh, he's had to eat his words let's say <laughs> Let's talk a, a little bit about mindset because I spoke to Danielle last week. Now, for her, positivity and positive mindset has played a huge role in her healing. And she talked about being proud of her skin, wearing clothes that show it off. Has what you wear now changed as well? Now, I feel that like I've never, you know, I walk around the shop more naked than I ever done. Not with the customers in, obviously, but like me, me staff members and my friends and my people like that. And it's just like, and like even if I have, but it's that acceptance that, that makes you get that way, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It does change your mindset and you feed off people like Danielle. When you see her do things like you think, well, yeah, so what? I think Danielle is such a brilliant example, sharing just how powerful the mind can be. Yeah, and that is part of the big journey of this. Your mindset needs to change. I think it's like a chicken and egg situation, whereas your skin gets better, you see the results, you feel in more control. So then I just think there is this massive thing between your gut and your brain, how your brain can be really quite negative when it wants to be. But like this is when this little Buddha comes into me, kind of talks to my head and goes, oh, no, that's not happening at all. No, we're quite happy. We're just eating vegetables and minding our own business. You know, your skin's really good. Oh, everything's lovely. And it's just however you can manage it, those bad thoughts that are always saying, you know, God, it's going to come back again. Or God, I'm ugly. Or, you know, um, what if somebody's looking at me for that reason? Or all them thoughts. If you can take control of them, I say this to my daughter all the time, just talk back to him and tell him, like, no, you're not having any of that. Shut up. Paula, what would you say to anyone listening who's considering buying my book and following the plan in there to make these massive life changes? I just can't see why you wouldn't. That's, and I don't know how else to word it. It was the best money I ever spent and it's the best. Just, and it was, it just seems so simple. It was a lovely process. It, it, I enjoyed the process of reading the book learning trying the foods feeling better I mean it's not a horrible process like going to the doctors feeling dejected coming on with more creams still feeling sore side effects that that is not a nice process days and days going to light treatment stripping off for 30 seconds going on a skin ward feeling tired and drained and what's this light radiation doing to me that's not a nice process this is a nice process paula thank you so much for joining me today paula talking to me about her roller coaster relationship with psoriasis you can check out her inspirational before and after pictures on my website hannahsolito.com and there's a link there to paula's instagram as well if you want to reach out with any further questions next week in the podcast series i'm talking to kate cornell who struggled with a flare of gut psoriasis back in january led to a journey of discovery and an incredible transformation in body and mind. We'll also hear more from Janice Klein as she nourishes us with some of her wonderful fermentation recipes to kickstart good gut health. Thanks for listening and I'll catch you again next week. 
Let's Glow with best-selling author and skin healing expert, Hannah Salito. Keep up to date at hannahsalito.com, on Instagram at MyGoodnessRecipes, or Twitter at Hannah Salito.